All right, welcome back, everyone. This is uh, DNF Happy Hour, and this is part two of Reads with A. So that means we definitely have A again because she is the one that's reading. Hi, 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 hi. With <laughs> A. And then my co host is back. This is Jackie D. Yay. I don't know what she was doing last week, but she wasn't with us. Uh, some I think some it had something to do with, with Disney. family and stuff, and then oh, Disney. Yeah. Family unfortunate and i of course am mel b and we have a, actually we have another special guest with us today that is carlos carlos say hi. hi i don't know about special but i'm here i'm a guest special he is our special guest because not only is he a guest with us today but he was also one of the beta readers for the book that we're gonna read with a which is the b king by the lovely amazing matilda zeller uh, so basically, Carlos is just going to spill the tea for us tonight during all the parts that uh, he requested to be edited. And we're going to see if they were or not. I asked her to put in some more taint punching because some of those guys in there needed to get punched into taint. So we'll see if she put that in there. Taint? No, we don't have to worry about taint punching. We got the main character who likes to beat up That's little true. boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> It'll and never die. That- and with that, we're going to let A do a quick recap if you weren't with us for the last episode. Um, but that's kind of silly because you could literally just pause this episode and stop it and go listen to the first one. But, you know, we care about you. So go ahead, A. Uh, wait, what? You care about me? No, the the listeners. Oh. I mean, oh. yeah, you too. Yes, we do. Oh, we do care okay. about you. Oh, okay. I feel special. So TLDR in so many words is so there's. The, the main character, whose name I can't remember right now, um, who lives in an, on an island that is, like, ravaged by, I guess, diseases and stuff. Or maybe it's just a rough climate. I don't know. But uh, uh, there's, like, flat-butt B-men. And then there's Lusty Lyle, who's all like, oh, I love this girl, but I don't love her enough to make her my only one because I like getting my pee-pee wet in old soggy hot dog miss von burnst or burnt or whatever her name is and then you got oh loose lip apricot over here that's constantly trying to get up in old girl's muscular butthole but she's not trying to have it so she's just like i'm just gonna avoid conflict but if it's a little kid i'm gonna break his nose (laughs) okay yeah and then all of a sudden, like, all the bee people show up and stuff, because there's apparently supposed to be a ball, because the bee king's like, I need to take a wife and all face style and stuff. And then she talks about how their butts are flat, and how they wear, like, these black veils over their faces that move, like, magically and stuff. And then, like, she's too old, apparently not old enough to beat up little kids, but she's too old to get, you know, get it in an adult in the butthole. So somehow she manages to maneagle her way into this ball and then they release moonbees and the moonbees kill everybody and then they 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 select her and that's the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Thank you. Any questions? All right, let's just jump right in then. All right, so we're at chapter 6. It's titled St. Millicent's. The lights flicked back on and a dozen bee men marched through the room with smokers pumping a noxious smell of smoke into the air the bees retreated to the hives girls lay crumpled on the floor shuddering in pain three of the honey fountains had toppled over spreading a sticky mess across the floor across glittering dresses and thickly sodden hair that only moments ago was beautifully set in finger waves 
The moment the bees left her body, Alice, there you go, that's the FMC's name, Alice, like Alice in Wonderland, slapped at her skin, scratching and rubbing, wishing she could unbutton her, un wait, what? Wishing that she could unbutton her skin and step out of it entirely, wondering if the feeling of thousands of tiny legs crawling all over her would ever stop. The bee men stepped forward unceremoniously, pulling girls to their feet and dragging them toward the, toward the doors. Alice followed them, an unfamiliar guilt welling up inside of her. See, here we go again. So she gets picked by the moonbees. And she's like, oh, this is cool because, you know, I get to save all the girls. But I didn't save all the girls because they're all swollen and puffy now. I don't get it. Um, she was so used to envying most of the other girls in town for having living mothers and sober fathers for the easy way they could laugh at a joke or confidently speak when called upon. But now in this moment, as they writhed in blighted pain, all she could think was, it should have been me, not them, me. I don't, un okay, so I don't get it. <laughs> I d <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I actually don't even know what you just said. What? I said, I spoke English. What are you talking about? Okay, sure. I did. It's just, it's just the twang. I don't really know what happened either. Look, so apparently, like, all the girls are being dragged out by the by the flatbutt bee men, but they're all, like, stung and swollen, and apparently their stings, their stings blight them, so I guess, like, they spread all disease-y? disease is a word, isn't it? Uh, sure, for tonight. Okay, Jackie, so... what just happened in the last, like, paragraph? They got stung? I mean, they're all, like, anaphylactic, right? It sounds like these things on steroids? Maybe. Oh, wait. Oh, that's right. We're at the sea where, like, they're all coming out of the walls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Got it. And okay, okay. Chosen. I, I forgot about that. I got it. Okay. Yeah, my bad. I'm with You're you now. You're so bad. I am. But, I like, am. she wanted to save the girls, and so she saved the girls, but she wasn't stung to death. So I don't understand why she feels guilty. She should feel accomplished because she succeeded in her goal. She was picked. Got it. Yeah, but she didn't really want to be picked, like to go. She just didn't want her sisters and her cousin, right? I guess or any so. of the other little girls, because they. Oh, I think. Yeah, they're all they're all into into uh, that word. So at the door, each girl received a small jar of salve before she was pushed out into the night. As Alice approached the doorway, a hand fell heavy on her shoulder. Not you, betrothed. You're going to stay here tonight. Alice shook off Sylvester's hand in a hysterical giggle bursting from her. You're wrong. You said I was too old. You said I had to be. She froze. Wait, no, this was good. She was chosen, which meant no one else was. She would figure out how to get away. There would be time for that. Now, right now, Ina, excuse me, and Sarah were safe, sort of. She waved a hand towards the groaning girls. You hurt them. You hurt all of them. Sylvester shook his head. No, the bees did that. You set the bees upon them. The bees will have the bees have their own will. Anything to avoid responsibility. Is that it? You'll be hearing from a pack of lawyers within a week, I imagine. They have lawyers? I'm so confused. The bee man laughed a discordant, ugly sound pushing up from somewhere deep inside that veil. No one ever reads the contract, do they? Alice stared. The contract. 
that you signed with your own hand, Miss Adult Woman. You, on behalf of yourself and every parent on behalf of their daughter, relieved us of any liability, grievous injury, or death that may occur as a result of their attendance at this party. You, you can't do that. The bee man shrugged. The bee man shrugged and I almost looked regretful. Oh, I think you'll find that we can. I think you may also find that we own every lawyer and judge between here and the mountains, so they'd be hard-pressed to fight us even if they had any grounds. He was lying. He had to be. She didn't want to live in a world where he was right, but that didn't stop her gut from telling her that he was. Alice turned towards the throng of girls being herded out the door. She had to find Sarah and Ina. They'll be fine, Sylvester said, as if reading her thoughts. You don't know that. I have to see them. Alice's throat had gone tight. There they are then. The bee man pointed a leather glove, a leather gloved finger to Sarah and Ina, both shuffling toward the door. Sarah clasped the hand to her left eye. Ina gingerly cradled one boil-covered arm. Alice pushed her way through the crowd, ignoring the shouts of pain that rose up as she brushed boils and blisters. Sarah, Ina. Sarah stopped. Okay, okay. Sorry, can we pause right there? Because she's wanting to save the girls. But then she's like pushing through them like Moses in the Red Sea because she doesn't care about their boils because she has to see her family. See, I told you, I'm not the only one. I'm not the, <laughs> I'm not so the only she's, one. So now she's accosting more children. Well, and that's why she was sad, right? Because she wanted, she wanted to be the one to punch and, and sting the kids. She was sad the bees got to do it. See, I told you, I'm not the only one. She has, she has an abuse streak on little children. Okay, she does. Yeah. So we we are we are we are trucking. Told you, I was the only one that was going to think that. <laughs> She's just abusive. Uh, Sarah stopped and turned towards her, tears streaming from her good eye. I cannot believe Papa sent us out here. Alice pointed at her eye. Are you all right? I was only stung once, so I'm lucky, I suppose. But the hand covering her eye trembled. I think it's bad. My arm hurts, whispered, whimpered Ina. Take it. Lyle shoved. Oh, here we go, Lusty Lyle. Lyle shoved <laughs> a jar of ointment into Sarah's free hand. I'm so sorry. I didn't think. No, you didn't. You never think about anything besides money, just like everyone else in this godforsaken town. Why are we attacking Lusty Lyle? He gave her salve. Alice's voice rose to an outright I don't understand Alice's voice rose to an outright holler silencing the low talk around them you're selfish and stupid and greedy just like everyone else who had had a hand in this I will not two hands wrapped around her tighter than the moonbees had and pulled her backwards her ears filled with quieting here we go susurrations what as yeah, it's susurrations. I guess it's okay. like the, the quiet pss, 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 pss um, sound. Okay, yeah, that's, see that's, that's what I'm assuming. I don't know. It's a big word. As black silk brushed her cheeks, her nose filled with the stench of sweetly sour breath that reminded her of flowers left to rot. This isn't becoming behavior for Mr. Winterberry, for Mr. Wintersberry's intended, a voice breathed into her ear. Sleep now. Someone pressed a silk handkerchief over her mouth and the world went fuzzy and dark. Yo, so not only are the bee men, you can't see them, but apparently they got musty breath, like musty butt breath. And then Ew. apparently they like to use chloroform. And don't forget the pancake ass. Yeah. Yeah. Flat butt. Flat butts like to use 
chloroform on girls makes sense. Okay. I'm just trying to understand why we're attacking Lusty Lyle. That's that's where I'm at in life right now is Lusty Lyle came over, saved a day, and then I guess it wasn't good enough for her. It's probably why she she ain't had no booty. She was in heaven. She was dreaming this. No bed had ever been this soft, this clean. She opened her eyes and looked up into the face of a dark-haired man. He smiled, his soft, full lips exposing crooked eye teeth. Oh, Lord. Crooked eye teeth. Did you sleep well? He turned away to sneeze. Angels didn't sneeze. She scrambled upright only to find she was wearing a white nightie woven through with pale pink ribbons. She snatched at the bedclothes, pulling them over herself. Who dressed me? That would be Gretchen, Mrs. Von Blurn's maid. He held up his hands. I would never be so intrusive. Alice's laugh came out as a stuttering bark. This must be the bee king. You show up in town, offer every father and mother a small fortune to hand over their daughters to be tortured and maimed and possibly married off to the sort of man who would arrange this thing in the first place. Drug me and hold me here, and you expect credit for not changing my clothes while I'm unconscious. Holy hell, she is long-winded and confrontational. The man shoved his hands into his pockets. My apologies for the unconventional arrangements. We really didn't know what method the bees would use to choose father's bride. Uh, oh, and he got crooked eye teeth too, so I can only imagine what daddy looks like. Father's bride. No, this man was at least 10 years older than she, maybe more. She was marrying an ancient sadist. She gave a dry laugh. So you're my stepson. Isn't that a riot? He extended a hand. The name's Max. Max Wintersberry. Alice took his hand. I'm Alice. Oh no, he smiled. I can't quite tell you how important it is to me that you'll be joining the family. A prickle ran up Alice's spine and she no longer cared about what she was wearing under her blankets. She threw them off and strode towards the armoire. They must have put her dress in there. No, tell Mr. Wintersberry that his fiance has turned out to have the most putrid case of the clap doctors have seen in ages. It'll be documented in history books and medical books. I'm not going anywhere or joining any family. She is so overtly confrontational and just emotionally confrontational. It is, yeah. it is literally like she is just wearing her ovaries like a purse. I don't know how that's, else to explain it. That's an image. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. Um, Max watched her as she rummaged through the clothes in the armoire. They were all silk and organza, the gaudiest floral prints she had ever seen. Hadn't these people heard of gingham? You didn't read your contract, did you? I don't care what I signed. That was a lie, especially after what she heard from the bee man, but she'd be... But she'd be damned before she gave an inch to this son of a bee king. Your sister's will. Alice's hands froze. Come again? Your sister, the missus, the man lifted his eyes heavenward, recollecting Sarah, Ima, and Ina Faith. Perhaps they care. They weren't chosen. They're off the hook. Max nodded. This is true. However, your engagement to Mr. Wintersberry entitles darling Sarah and Ina to the best education money can buy. We were thinking they would thrive at St. Millicent's. It was as if he had placed a golden ring in her nose. How did he know how much that mattered to her, to them? She swallowed. You couldn't just find it in your heart to sponsor their education without me. They're really quite bright. Max smiled thinly. No, we could not. Alice set her jaw. Sarah could still win a scholarship from Oxenby Schoolhouse. Ina could too, if she worked hard. Perhaps, 
though when has that ever happened i would venture to guess that on this little island it is once in a blue moon if ever anyway he gave a long pause throwing her a sideway look she didn't like what well it seems to me that it would be a terrible shame to leave them here on the island unprotected the island is safe max cocked his head is it though these days you never really know i hear there is a tourist season here in the lean years a shiver ran down alice's spine you're gonna hurt him max gave a cheerful little half grin as if he enjoyed the thought not me of course not but someone will eventually alice jerked a dress from a hanger no longer caring about the gaudy ugly prince but they'd be safe at saint millicent's safe as a baby in a mother's arms how will i know she turned away from him and began to peel off her nightie let him see the muscles taut across i fucking hate it taut across her back let him see her scars because she ain't gonna hit him if he was a little 13 year old boy she'd break his nose in a heartbeat she'd knock him out yeah right if he was a little girl with boils and blisters all over her body and just ravaged with bee stings, she'd be all like, <laughs> she'd mush the shit out of him. But no, not an adult. She was strong and unafraid of pain. And sooner or later, he would know the full meaning of that. We, we, he, he was stuttering, caught off guard by her brazen behavior. He was the one lingering in the room, standing around with her in a nightie, trying to intimidate and sneer. Wait, when did he sneer? Yet he wasn't prepared for her, and the knowledge made her feel powerful. He coughed, and it was a moment before he found his voice again. We shall see to it that they write you letters if you are a very good girl. We'll send a car around and bring them down to stay with you on the weekends at the apiary. Very good girl. He was baiting her, talking to her as if she were a child. She wouldn't give him the satisfaction of a response. She pulled a pale green dress over her head, rig wriggling carefully for fear of tearing the delicate fabric. It didn't cling to her shoulders the way her Sunday dress had, but she filled it out in a way that was a far cry from the fashionable boyish, boyish figure all the girls wanted. Huh? It's a dress. Why are we filling it out boyishly? Because she's, like, buff. I, I know she's buff, but, I mean, okay. She looks like a drag queen, probably. You so damn dumb. Her figure wasn't boyish. She had the shoulders of a prize fighter. Yeah, because she beats up little kids. And the calves of a plow driver. Again, because she probably chases them down. She didn't care. <laughs> Wifishness did her no favors when facing down a man who would casually threaten her sister while she dressed. But she's not going to do anything, though, because he's not a kid. She turned to him. His calm expression faltered as she pinned him with a hard stare. And it gave her just a small glimmer of satisfaction. Let's go then. A B-man drove her home in an open Rolls Royce. Max, as it transpired, had taken the ferry here this morning to meet her. The notion of someone going to all that fuss for her was more unsettling than the thousands of bees that glowed as they prickled over her skin last night. Why couldn't he have waited until later this evening? What was worse than that was the drive through town. She felt like a stranger under the eyes of all the people who watched them as they passed. The people who she had known her whole life. In this dress, in this car, their glares fell on her as if she were the bee king himself, responsible for all the girls co convalescing in their beds. $100 a no, none of them had read the contract, and none of them were pleased to see their daughter staggering home, delirious from moon bee venom covered in large angry boils. Perhaps they would put the bee men's heads on sticks and she would not have to leave with, the, with them. It was a stupid thought. The bee king probably had an army he could send in and flatten the town if he wanted. 
back at the cottage, Alice found Sarah laid up in bed, a plaster clasped to her eye, skin slick with fever sweat. When Sarah saw Alice, she smiled wanly and peeled away the plaster to reveal a mass of violent purple and black flesh, black flesh, whew, where her eyes should be. Next to her lay Ina, asleep with her swollen arm wrapped in a mess of dressings. Alice's stomach lurched. Damn those B-men. How does it feel, she asked. She stood awkwardly at the foot of Sarah's bed, afraid that if she sat down, she would somehow jostle that massive swollen contusion and cause her more pain. Wait, isn't a contusion from like a hit? Yeah, from a bruise. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. So does that make sense? <laughs> I don't, like, I... Because I, it's from the bee. And she had boils. Do boils cause bruises? Uh, yeah, I, they can when they're like, because it's, it's damage, it's traumatizing the skin and sometimes the boils go deep. So it traumatizes the muscle too. Okay. It makes sense then. I got it. I got it. Okay. How does it look? Sarah's lip trembles. She always been so pretty and delicate. Everyone prized her for being so meaty. Alice said, honestly, Sarah's face crumpled. <laughs> But these things take time, you know. The swelling will go down. It's been less than a day. I can't believe they did that to us. It was a dirty trick. And now they're taking you. Throw him over, run away. Alice shook her head. I can't do that. Why not? Something twisted inside of Alice. She didn't know who the Bee King would be, but he was a man who thought Maimon, a ballroom full of hungry village girls, was the best way to choose his They're bride. perfect for each other. They really are. They both hurt little kids. They're going to be great. <laughs> I love it. How would a man like that treat her in his house? Probably the same way you treat Lusty Lyle, just scream and run away. In his marriage bed, her mind flashed on beady eyes and greedy hands, and she suppressed a shudder. She wouldn't think about that here, not in front of Sarah. She took a deep breath and smiled broadly, because you are my sister and will therefore be joined in the family too, and it is only right that the sister in law of the Bee King should be educated at the finest schools. Sarah's eyes grew wide. How can her eyes grow wide when she got one eye swollen shut? Painfully. Wait, Painfully. I mean, it hurts, no, right? Sarah, it still happen. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like it's all swollen shut and yucky. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Perhaps. Perhaps even St. Millicent's. No. Sarah clasped her hands to her mouth, but a high-pitched sound escaped anyway. Despite her dress, something warm and wonderful swelled inside of Alice at seeing her sister's joy. Yes. Ina, too. Ina, too. Sarah's lip trembled as she leaned forward, pulling Alice into an embrace. Thank you. The soft, swollen tissue bumped into Alice's forehead, and Sarah drew back, wincing. But not all that smiling. Okay. Okay. I need, I need, to, I need to Google, I think, in a little bit. How on earth did you negotiate that? I didn't. They just offered. That's incredible. That's Sarah trailed off her eyes narrowing as they always did. When she was being clever. Excuse me. Piecing things together. There was a catch to this. Or there's a catch to this. Sorry. Alice shifted uncomfortable. The catch is that I'll be pledging my troth to a rich old man I've never met. Sarah shook her head. I've read lots of novels. The rich groom might help out the bride's family a bit, but not this much. They usually don't give a fiddler's fart about a sister-in-law's education. There's something more to this. There's a bigger catch. Alice grabbed at the pillow to smack her sister, then remembered the swollen eye. Is me handing over my entire life not a big enough catch? What am I, chopped liver? She meant it as a joke, but her voice quavered near the end. 
She bit the inside of her cheek. The last thing she needed to do was guilt Sarah for having just learned that her wildest dreams were about to come true. Sarah's face softened and she embraced Alice again. Gently this time. I can't let you do this for me. Alice shrugged, forcing herself back into the mask of nonchalance without which she would evaporate altogether. You don't have a choice. I'm doing this and you're going to, and you're going to go to college or you're going to college. And if you don't, I'll have thrown myself into the arms of a rich man for nothing. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Sarah giggled. You're starting to sound more and more like ladies, like the ladies in novels. I love it. Will you use a silk parasol? One of the lovely kinds with dragons swimming across it to protect that complexion. Alice, I thought she was like super dark tan from being out in the sun. That was her description from last time. Yeah. So why would she need a parasol to protect her skin tone? She didn't care about it beforehand. She's not pale. Did she's asking for it? No. No, Sarah. Sarah's saying to her, "Will you use a silk parasol, one of the lovely kinds with dragons swimming across it, to protect that complexion?" Uh, okay, okay, but her complexion is because of the sun. Yeah, so that's why I don't understand. Like, what are we protecting? Well, maybe she's going to get better. Like, okay, listen, I am melanin blessed, okay? And so, like, in the winter, I get pale. Like, paler than, like, it's bad. But then as soon as I'm out in the summer, I get a little dark. And I get then I get really dark. So maybe she's just saying, like, her skin will get, like, yucky winter pale. And she needs to keep it that way. I mean, it makes oh, sense. Oh, they want her to be pale? I mean, maybe. I mean, it's it it tracks. It, it means you don't have to go outside and work. There you go. True. But she's gonna be angry about that too. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she's and gonna be she, angry about everything. Yeah, and then she's gonna go find a little bee kid and go punch it in the face. That's how that works. <laughs> okay, and can we profile her for a second? Listen, I took two psychology <laughs> classes in college, which that's like fifteen Facebook posts that I've researched on like vaccines, right? That's the equivalent. So, like, I'm really, I'm, like, an expert expert. So, I think we should come up with a psych profile for her. Um, yeah. So, she likes to punch kids. Uh, she hates yeah. her skin color. You know, we got some self-hatred going on, racially based. You know, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what else. She. She's full of bluster. She blusters a lot. Yeah. She blusters a lot. And she's, like, quick to anger, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll just be all like chilling and then just be punching kids. Right? <laughs> Maybe she's really insecure. Yeah, Maybe. that would make sense. But then but then Lusty Lyle's offer would have been phenomenal, you know? She would she would have been the main side chick. While he's balls deep in Miss Von Burson. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> well wait, that's why she does she she's insecure. But she I doesn't want to be a side piece, she wants to be the main thing. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I was sensing that from like page one. She's got some deep rooted issues. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, isn't Lyle not really doing it with? The yeah, old he's lady? he's not really doing. It. I mean, he might like put the tip in. Because doesn't <laughs> she like want nothing to do with him? <laughs> I don't. I think she wants nothing to do with him because he is a sugar baby. Because he sucked it up and was like, I'm going to do better for myself, right? So yeah. he got with, with Von Bursison and her saggy self. So he's champing it. 
but I guess like that offends her sensibilities, but punching a kid doesn't, I don't. Oh, see, okay, no, 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 Here, here's her profile, see, because punching a kid, she's punching down, right? If she becomes a side chick, she gets punched down on. She's got to be on top. She's a top girl. Yeah. Oh, that makes yeah, there sense. There you go. Okay. I'm telling you, two, two psychology she's classes. She's the pattern. Like 15 Facebook posts and two yeah. YouTube videos. I'm good at this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she is 100% the pegger. Got it. Alice rolled their eyes. That shouldn't be there. That should be her. Okay. If that's what they want, the whole deal is off. Your education or no. Sarah smiled, but her eyes were still thoughtful. You tell me, right, if there was anything amiss. I can't have my sister married to a wife beater for any amount of education or money. And how... I don't think rich men beat their wives. Yeah. What? That's uh, written so weird. Because it's and how, <laughs> exclamation point. I don't think rich men beat their wives, but it's it's her talking. So I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the inflection there. <laughs> Maybe she's saying like, oh, and I'm how? Sorry, yeah, how? like rich men don't beat their wives, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. we all know that's true. 100% true, right? That's Real world. Thank you, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally false proof. <laughs> <laughs> Rich men can do what they like. Sarah's face turned thoughtful, but perhaps the bees were an eccentricity. See, I'm not tired today. We can pronounce these damn words. Or perhaps the bee men decided to do that, and Mr. Wintersberry knows nothing of it. Perhaps he is kind, and this is our happily ever after. Alice patted Sarah's hand and spoke with a confidence that she didn't have, perhaps. Okay, Jackie, let me tell you a story about how tired I was after after digging this garden, right? Okay. So I was reading. I couldn't <sighs> say words like magnanimity. I couldn't use words like... <laughs> but Terrifically? Yeah, terrifically, I was struggling, right? But this is the best my one. My favorite it, was, my second favorite was Equeasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had just said it earlier. Me and Mel were having a talk and I had said it right and everything. But what what broke everyone was, and I was so confident in my pronunciation, was hors d'oeuvres. I, oh. I said it like horse divorce. <laughs> I, I always say horse do-overs, but, you know, yeah. whatever. Do-overs, that's what, yeah. But she she was so confident when I she was said so horse. I would... So I thought I just was listening to her, and then all of a sudden she starts struggling with the second part of the word, and I'm like, "Bitch hors d'oeuvres." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. She's like, oh yeah. I mean, that's like, what you oh get for doing God. manual labor. Yeah, I... like my brain shut off. Yeah. That was your, your body telling you never to do that again. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the clips. Like, Mel brings it up talking about how, you know, it's called Hooked on Phonics with A. And <laughs> until the clips come forward, it just reads with A. I yeah, pronounced she's... everything beautifully. It's Bama well, Hooked on Phonics. I need, That's what it is. I need to get my Starlink set up so Aww. I'm not having struggling internet. Like, it's it. this is a godsend that I can even sit here and tune into this. I mean, I'm sorry, Carlos. We just went on a bad yeah. tangent. He's sitting yeah, there like, we're... "What?" Yeah, we were just tangenting. Sorry, I'm getting paid to be here, right? Chat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. That's fine. I'll stay here. All right, chapter seven: egg cream. Maybe she gets a file. All right. 
Maybe. Despite her injured eye, Sarah insisted on making breakfast. While she bustled around in the kitchen, Alice crept into Papa's bedroom. See, and, and she's a slave driver. Because how, how are the broken children cooking breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> when she's fully functioning. I am so lost. Papa was dead asleep, out hard after a night of drinking. Under the bed, there was a box, and in that box was money. Her scars hurt to even just think of crossing him like this, but there was no time for fear. Of course not, because he's not a little kid. She needed security, and that money was rightfully theirs. She approached the bed, crouching under until she could get her arm under the bed and slowly slid the box towards her. Papa let out a snore. She froze as he tossed about, finally settling down on his side, facing her. His face was just inches from hers. The sour, stale reek of bathtub gin wafted onto her face. She grimaced and slid the box another inch. There. The box was barely peeking out from under the bed, just enough to lift the lid. She slid her hand inside the box and felt them, the smooth paper currency sitting on top of the coins. I have to burp. Oh, excuse me. She pulled them out and counted $300. They had paid her contract to her father. Of course they did. Money would have enabled her to run if necessary, which was why she had to take it now. She'd need insurance in case they didn't make good on their promise to Ina and Sarah. She counted out $100 and slid the rest back into the box. Sarah's and Ina's money weren't rightfully his either, but she couldn't run the risk of them getting beaten for it. She slid a small note into the box. It read, I took it, XO Alice. Breakfast, Sarah called from the kitchen. Papa's eyes flew open and he stared straight at Alice, who froze and stared back, money clutched in her hand. For an eternity, they stared at each other before Papa's eyes drifted back shut and he rolled over, redirecting the flow of his noxious breath. Alice slowly rose to her feet and tiptoed out, tucking the money into her brazier. Yeah, there you are, Sarah chirped when Alice came downstairs saying goodbye to your old saying goodbye to your old room. There there was dialogue there. I just kept reading. I just kept reading. <laughs> I just kept reading. <laughs> um yeah, of course. It hadn't even occurred. What? <laughs> there are doors slamming everywhere, everybody being so loud. Yes, of course. It hadn't even occurred to Alice to do that. There was nothing in this house that she'd miss besides Ina and Sarah. Sarah slid a plate of eggs and toast towards her, then a mug of tea. Ina leaned her head on Alice's shoulder as she ate. It made everything a little harder, providing the counter pressure to Ina. What? Everything a little harder, providing the counter pressure to Ina. What counter pressure? Oh, Ina leaned her head on Alice's... Oh, my brain didn't process that part. <laughs> Continuing on. <laughs> We're going to add providing, reading comprehension to this list right, now. <laughs> right. Providing the counter pressure to Ina, but she couldn't bring herself to push the girl away. She was going to miss her and Sarah fiercely. There was a polite knock at the door and Sarah opened it to the B-men who filed in wordlessly as if it were their own home. They stood in a neat line near the breakfast table. The time has come, said Selbeester. Alice swallowed the last of her egg and rose. All three of you are coming. Sarah dropped a plate she had been picking up from the table. What? You'll want those things treated in the hospital, the bee man said, if he were discussing the weather and not a horrific malformation on Sarah's face. If there's to be any hope of saving that eye or that arm, he added, gesturing to Ina. We're going with you. Ina's voice was high as she looked from the bee man to Alice. That glance all but broke Alice's heart. 
Ina seemed to think Alice could stop the bee men from taking them all off the island now. The bee men were silent and strange, but there were three of them and Alice could see the holster of at least one revolver holstered under a pinstripe suit coat. Suit coat. Why do they need guns? They got flat butts. I'm pretty sure there's a stinger there. Like I mean, <laughs> Matilda did say it was relevant. And we're still waiting on the relevant. Yeah. She took a deep breath and nodded as if this was fine, normal, expected. Yes, of course. One moment. She had to get up. She had to get back upstairs. I, I need to say goodbye one more time. Sylvester nodded. Your sisters would be in the car. He knew they had the ring through the, her nose. But if she had anything to do with that, they wouldn't keep that ring for long. Yes, they would. Hush, hush now. If they were all going, so was all the bribe money or perhaps more accurately blood money. It was her blood on the line and Ina and Ina's and Sarah's two blood where? <laughs> <laughs> sorry papa was sleeping even more fitfully now but she didn't care she lifted the lid again slipped out the rest of the paper money jumped to her feet and bolted to the door alice he'd woken of course he had she turned to see him sitting bolt upright eyes moving from her to the open money box thief it's in all caps so i'm assuming he's yelling at this point she bolted down the stairs her hungover father slamming and banging as he took up pursuit she flew out the house and into the rolls, turning to see her father roaring in the doorway. Sylvester glanced back over his shoulder from the driver's seat. Do you wish to hug your father goodbye? Please, she gasped. Go. He seems quite distressed that you're leaving. He is, Alice snapped, and all of us will be quite a bit more distressed if you don't drive away now. Sylvester pulled away and barely in time. Papa's roar was audible for what felt like an eternity, and until he was out of earshot, Alice could hardly breathe. How's that for a farewell, Sarah asked, giggling. What'd you do, pour all the bathtub gin down the drain? Alice shook her head. I only took what was ours to begin with. Ina's eyes grew wide. Alice, you didn't. I did. It was our own money. It's our own bodies getting maimed and used, isn't it? She gestured to Sarah's eye to Ina's arm. He'll, cow he'll call the sheriff on us, on you, on us. Alice scoffed, and his sheriff down and even going to take the time to bother the mainland police and even if they did, what mainland police are going to listen to him? He'll still be angry when we return. Sarah's voice trembled. That's just the thing. Alice pulled the money out of her brassiere and counted out 100, pressing it into Sarah's unwilling hand and another 100, pressing it into Ina's trembling hand. You're free now, don't you see? You can live in a fine hotel and order strawberry ices for the summer. And when the fall comes, the bee, I mean my husband, is going to send you off to fine schools. She slapped at the knee of the bee man sitting opposite them and jumped, and he jumped before resuming his stiff posture. You're keeping to that, right? St. Millicent's for both these girls. The bee man tilted his head in slight acquiescence. 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 <laughs> as you say, miss. And you can just easily pick them up from a hotel as from our island, can't you? It'll be, e it'll be even easier, won't it, since you won't have to take a ferry or anything, as you say, miss. Smile slowly crept across Ina and Sarah's careworn faces. Ina threw her arms around Alice's neck. This is absolutely the cat's pajamas. I can't believe that you thought I can't believe you thought of it. Usually it's Sarah who gets the good ideas. Alice wrapped her arms around Ina, her throat tightening. She had done it. She had gotten them all off the island. She had bought their freedom. They would be safe and they would live well. She looked at Sarah. You'll write every day, won't you? Tell me all about your adventures in the city. Let me know if you're safe. Sarah nodded, her face growing thoughtful. Of course we will, Alice. Every day. Once they had parked... Yeah. 
Once they had parked the rolls on the ferry, the beamen collapsed under their pleading and allowed them to get out. Sarah and Ina followed Alice to the rails of the ferry where they leaned out over the water. Alice closed her eyes, letting the wind push her hair back from her face. The last time she had left for the mainland was when Alice was 14 and Sarah was 12. Ina's parents were still alive, so she was not with them. Penelope had died a few months ago and Alice had barely been able to force herself out of bed. Half her chores went undone, even with Sarah scrambling to help her. Papa had needed to go on some business and in a moment of rare generosity took them along. To shake off that sadness, Papa has said, that was the closest he ever came to actually talking about Penelope's death. The city had been hot and crowded. Papa had given the girls an absolute fortune, $2, and set them loose to wander while he met with a man about a horse. Alice and Sarah had wound through the city, sampling roasted peanuts and admiring elaborate ready-made dresses in the windows. Can't you imagine it being a fine lady and buying a dress in the city whenever you feel like it? Sarah had asked. Alice tried but couldn't imagine it. She may as well imagine herself with, a green, with green skin and living at the bottom of the ocean. It would be strange, was all she said. I hear Moon Honey gives you more of your stronger traits, Sarah went on. A man on the fair. All the fairies told me about it. Oh, Lord. I'm clever, you know. I'll get the best marks in spelling and math out of all of Oxenby's school. I'll bet if I had some moon money or some moon honey, it would make me clever enough to become impossibly rich. Moon honey is a fairy tale, Alice had snapped. She'd heard the stories too, knew there was a man selling this old coal stuff to politicians and millionaires, but people like to tell all sorts of fabulous stories. Is not. Sarah said, stomping her foot. It's real, and I'll prove it. She had taken off running then, and Alice took off after her. Sarah turned a corner, and by the time Alice reached it, she had disappeared. Alice had searched the city for what felt like an eternity, asking people with increasing levels of hysteria whether they had seen a 12-year-old girl, dark-eyed, stubborn, searching for moon honey, but no one had. When at last she was found, Sarah... When at last she found Sarah, she was sitting inside a drugstore, nibbling egg cream custard off a silver spoon from a cut glass flute. She was sitting at the table with a veiled man in a pinstripe suit. It was a man she had only seen before in her mind's eye. When the children in the schoolyard were spinning legends embellished each time as they were told, as they were retold, a bee man. We've got to go. Alice had grabbed Sarah's hand and pulled so hard that she nearly knocked over her egg cream. Watch it, Sarah protested. This is really good. I'm not wasting it because you're fussed. Is this your sister, the bee man had asked. Sarah gave an exasperated huff. Yes, this is the bossy worry wart I was telling you about. Alice's face flared hot. Sarah was gossiping about her to a stranger, not just a stranger, but a bee man. Sarah, Alice ground out through gritted teeth. Are you really sitting here taking treats from strangers? He's not a stranger, Sarah shot back. He's perfectly friendly. And see, that's how children get kidnapped. That's how that happens. There's no stranger danger. It's everybody is my friend. All he's missing is a white van with blacked out windows. So was, this is back then. Like this, huh? is a, this is like historical. So that's how they were. And that's why a lot of kids did get snatched up. Boom. Boom. Alice rolled her eyes heavenward. So was the downtown strangler. You don't even know his name. Of course I do. It's, it's, Sarah glanced hopelessly towards the enig enigmatic veiled face. The man raised his palms heavenward. I'm a bee man. The matter of fact way he said it gave Alice pause. But what's your actual name? I'm a bee man, he repeated. You don't have a name. I serve her majesty, the bee queen. 
There was something hypnotic in the way he spoke, soothing. Alice shook it off, but when she turned back to Sarah, Sarah was staring dreamily at the veil. He's given us moon honey, Sarah said. Isn't that nice of him? Moon honey isn't isn't real. Even as she said it, Alice's certainty faltered. The bee man tilted his expressionless head to one side. There was something gently amused in his body language. What makes you so sure? I, uh, has anyone told you it isn't real? No one ever had, but moon honey was a thing of whispers and repeated stories that grew wilder and more fantastical with, with each repetition. It was a thing of hungry children's imaginations. It's too good to be true, Alice said. If it could make you powerful and rich, then everyone would be fighting for it. And that would happen if, and what would happen if everyone got it? Not everyone can be perfectly beautiful, perfectly wealthy, or perfectly powerful. Okay, see, that's Sarah's problem. She just doesn't, or I'm sorry, not Sarah's problem, that's Alice's problem. She just... Alice got a lot of problems. She just doesn't believe in herself. She doesn't believe in people, so she has to punch them. Yeah, yeah. She's especially kids. if they're under yeah, 18. Because uh, she doesn't right. want to see them rise up to their full potential because then she'll feel eclipsed because she's kind of a loser. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's valid. Okay. The bee man chuckled softly. <clears throat> Can't they? Alice shook her head. Certainly, at least on this point, no. Why not? It just, it just isn't done. Alice is getting annoyed with the line of questioning. We've got to go, Sarah. But my egg cream. The bee man patted Sarah's hand gently. There will be more egg creams in the future, he said. You can be sure of that. Mollify Sarah allowed Alice to drag her out of the drugstore. The bee man followed them out and stood on the sidewalk watching them until they rounded the corner and disappeared out of sight. Alice. Alice. Sarah's elbow jostled hard into Alice's ribs, pulling her out of her reverie. We're almost there. Look. The city rose through the mist, gleaming high-rises and church spires, apartment buildings, warehouses, and factories on the harbor. Alice took it all in and swallowed hard. The last time she had been here, she'd dragged her sister away from an encounter with a bee-man. This time, they were coming into the city in the company of bee-men. How the world had shifted. Chapter 8, Oleander. That's actually intriguing, because Oleander is a poison. Okay, that's some shade so, to poor Matilda. Like, she's my friend, I gotta speak up. That's actually interesting. So what do you think about the other chapters? I mean, mm. The chapter 8 title, Oleander? Oleander. Right, right, poison. but it's actually interesting. Like, the other ones have just kind of sucked. Oh, yeah, no. They're like, so, it, they kind of... <laughs> They kind of give you like little glimpses into like what you're about to expect. Like the last chapter was egg cream, and then it ends on Sarah having having a moment where she was like, "Look, there's no stranger danger. He bought me food. I'm happily pleased." <laughs> right. So now you got Oleander. So Oleander makes me wonder if a this is going to end on uh, somebody dying because they ate the flower, or. Uh, there's going to be bushes of it everywhere. But watch me be completely wrong and it be a name. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. All right. Sorry. B-Men drove them to a pristine white hospital, all stainless steel and bed sheets, the air sharp and stinging with the smell of antiseptic. An elderly nurse flinched at the approach of the beemen, but asked no questions as they drew up the papers to have Sarah admitted to do what they could 
do what do what they could about the eye and Ina admitted to hopefully avoid amputation when the time finally came to leave them a hot, a hot knot materialized in Alice's throat she clenched her teeth and set her face she would not cry especially not in front of these men they'll get that eye sorted Sylvester said cheerfully as the nurse guided Sarah into a wholly unnecessary wheelchair for her part the nurse could not take her weary eyes off the beam Alice had almost grown accustomed to the fathomless black of the veiled faces, but she felt for the nurse. It was unsettling, especially up close like this. She wrapped Sarah in a hug, biting back the impulse to tell her to get on the first train out of the Bee King's estate as soon as she and Ina were free of the hospital. She didn't know what was out there, and deep down, she truly did not want to know. Inviting them to that unknown mansion in the mountains would be selfish and possibly dangerous. Still, she wanted them to meet. They still she wanted them with her. She needed them with her like she needed to breathe. Right every day. Don't forget. Alice hated that tremor that edged her voice. It should be a command, not a plea from her. She was the fiancé of the Bee King, after all. Sarah pulled away and settled back into her wheelchair. Of course, I will, you old goose, she said. What else will I have to do while I'm convalescing? Alice went to Ina next, holding her carefully so as not to knock her injured arm. Don't let Sarah flirt with too many orderlies while she's here, she muttered. We've got her reputation to protect you now. Ina giggled and hugged Alice tighter. The bee man nodded. We need to get going now. Alice returned with the bee men to the rolls, feeling more alone than she ever had in her life. They drove away straight grids of city streets melting into twists and curving mountain roads shrouded in forest. Rain pelted the windows as they wound through the trees, whether it was nerves or relentless or the relentless carving of the roads, Alice wanted to vomit. Sylvester finally spoke. You'll be fitted for a new wardrobe upon arrival. Your suites have been prepared, and I'm sure you'll find them adequate. Adequate to an island girl or to a bee king's bride. There was a sharp, short exhale, and she wondered if the man behind the veil was laughing. You certainly know what to ask. Without answering the question, he pressed on. You are expected to spend your days in training. Training? For your task. What task? Alice was beginning to feel like an echo. You'll see in training. That's not ominous at all. A note of impatience tinged the bee man's voice. There will be a dinner held in honor of your engagement on Midsummer's Eve, and you shall wed under the harvest moon this autumn. Sounds very poetic. An unease was sprouting in Alice. What had he meant by training? The days of the engagement dinner and wedding felt auspicious in a way she couldn't put her finger on and didn't like. She hated that the B-man appeared incapable of answering any question in a direct and clear way. She sagged against her seat and watched the raindrops streak past the window as the rolls spread her towards her fate at an unnatural dizzying speed. You don't belong here. The voice was a thousand voices speaking in perfect unison. It came from somewhere unknowable, from behind a veil as black as the one covering the B-man's face. Get out. Alice looked down. She was in a thin white shift, standing on dark flags on dark flagstones. Wait, are we dreaming right now? Because I'm so confused. Yeah. She looked up. She was in a windowless vestibule lined with torches burning in wall sconces. The fermenting scent of overripe fruit filled her mouth. She gagged. A black veil hung from ceiling to floor at the end of the hall. The thing with a thousand voices spoke from behind it again. If you stay here, you will die. Alice took a step forward, then another. Moving was so cumbersome, it was as if she was underwater. No, that wasn't it. It was as if she was walking through honey. I will swallow your flesh. I will shred the gristle from your bones. The voice, the chorus, whatever it was, spoke with an ancient hunger as if it had been waiting a thousand years to find her and consume her. She didn't Who care. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if we're fucking dreaming right now. So, 
Okay, see, but if it is like a dream thing, I kind of like this because it's jarring, disconcerting, right? It, like, if that's really what this is, maybe yeah, kind of yeah. puts you in her head too. I, I kind of like it. No, it, if it's a dream, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I think it, I'm just once we find out what it is. Wait, Carlos, you know? Yeah. Okay, I read this book over like a weekend. I took furious notes and sent them back to her. There's a lot I don't remember. So. Fair. That's fair. I'm going to go with it's a dream and enjoy this. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So she took another agonizingly slow step. She had to pull back the curtain and see and see it, whatever it was. I will drink down your soul. I will subsume you. Lord, hello. Hi. The thing emanated like a pulse, like a heartbeat, like the source of all life in existence. She had to see it. You are not welcome here. You were brought here to die. They will not spare you. I will not spare you. I will bathe in your blood while you are still living. She was nearly there. The closer she got, the harder it was to move. With great effort, she raised her arm to the veil. We're here. The words jolted Alice awake. Okay, so. It's, it's the way that it's bled into that is why I was like, are we in a dream now? Because it's only, it's only a section break. So there's like no lead up. It doesn't say that she was falling asleep. It's just kind of like an assumed presence right now based on how it was reading. Yeah. Excuse me. And it was, a, uh, it was, it was jarring. It was jarring enough for me to ask what's going on. I'm, I'm just waiting to find out if this is the B King talking about, I will subsume you because that's, that's a whole big word. <laughs> um, we're here the words jolted Alice awake the car had slowed to a stop in front of a massive wrought iron gate the bee man honked a horn and a wizened old man appeared moving as slowly as Alice had, her, had in her dream to unlock the gate and drag one wing open Alice turned back once they passed to see him dragging it shut and turning the key in the lock they continued up the road as it twisted through the forest for several minutes before it gave way to a circular gravel driveway adorned with a large fountain in the center the house rose behind it holy my brain did not process any of that sentence i was like why are there why is there a house rose hmm the house rose behind it, a monstrosity of buttresses and arches. There was no symmetry or reason to it. It seemed as if it had sprouted spontaneously, birthing a wing here, a turret there, a swarm of multi-angled gables there. Sylvester parked the car at the zenith of the drive in front of the stone steps leading to a set of massive oak doors. He turned to Alice as he set the brake. Welcome to the Appian. Okay, sorry, real quick. I know the Bee King is a bad guy because he killed, like, all those kids and maimed them. But I think his real crime is living in a McMansion. Because that's what you just described. Yeah. Yeah, that, that actually that makes, that makes, that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta eat the rich. Oh. She stepped out of the car waiting for him and walked up to the door. She grasped the iron ring knocker, then let it go. Hesitation flooded her, but she pushed past it. If she was to be mistress of this house, surely she didn't need to knock. See, here we go again. So she needs to make up her damn mind, right? She either needs to hate the world or just revel in the the riches. Because this this in-between wishy-washy stuff is reminding me of Feyre. And I hated Feyre. Yeah. We like, said that last time, too. Yeah, because it's, it's really prevalent now. And I think, like, I'm starting to stick to it. 
which is making this kind of difficult for me in certain aspects. Um, the door groaned on its hinges, but gave way under her strength. She stepped into a mahogany paneled foyer. 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 Mm. And had a smell and a smell she had never before encountered. It was coming from the small pink flowers in urns set on small tables lined in the hall. She walked over and touched a petal. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Alice looked up to see Max in a white ice cream suit and pink tie leaning against the wall as if he had been there for longer than a moment. Narium Oleander is quite poisonous. She drew back her hand and saw that already it was growing red and raw. Why'd you put them in the entry then? Max smiled. They're beautiful. They smell divine. And poison in proper doses is medicine, is it not? He strode forward, extending his hand. We meet again, dear stepmother. God, that's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Alice did not take his hand. As hers was swelling and prickling, it'll get on your skin as well. Max laughed. I didn't think you'd be so keen to protect us after that unfortunate incident with your sister and cousin. He snatched. What? Yeah, that's what I don't. Like. What? So remember when she was talking about how her sister, I guess before like her sister hung herself? Oh, Penelope. Yeah, how like the B-men came in and I guess did the pokey pokey and Penelope was like, I don't want to be here anymore. But my question would be, how did he know? How is that knowledge there? The flat butt. Yeah, I don't. Okay, maybe maybe they're all like telekinetic and can mind speak to each other. Um, he snatched her hand in both of his and brought it to his lips. I'm immune. She pulled her hand away. He was too forward, too familiar, too unaccountable. An unfortunate incident. Is that what you call it? My sister has likely lost an eye. My cousin has likely lost an arm. And all the girls on my island are in agony right now. Okay, so maybe they were talking about the sister. Yeah, I think they were the talking about them getting stung, right? Yeah, so Sarah and Ina. So then why did my mind go back to Penelope? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just acquiescing that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Hold on. Max shrugged. They got the salve, didn't they? Consternation. God, that's a big word. Consternation flushed in Alice's chest. They wouldn't need the salve if you hadn't released the bees on them in the first place. Max's smile was infuriatingly indulgent. I wasn't even there. That was the bee men. Under whose orders? Her hand curled into a trembling fist. It's not worth Sarah's education. It's not worth Sarah's education. I guess she's mom, mom chanting to herself right now. That's because it's in italics. Yeah. Even as she repeated it to herself, the temptation to punch that smug face grew nearly unbearable. Honey, I don't know why you're talking about it. You ain't about it. If she, she's trying to think of him as 13 years old, and then she can punch him. She just has to picture it. She got to manifest that could, that could be. That could be. She probably just got to manifest it. Not to worry, you dear stepmother. Oh, the bee queens. He smiled that infuriating, infuriating smile again. Not to worry, you dear stepmother are slated to become queen of this little kingdom. And I have full confidence that you 
would never do something so brazen as mutilate strangers for fun. Isn't that right? You've got too much moral outrage for that. Alice opened her <laughs> mouth to argue and then closed it because the only things that she had to say were things of moral outrage and she would be damned before she proved him right in this moment. Another man in an ice cream suit appeared, the shade far more flattering against his dark skin. Black ringlets fell into his dark eyes, which widened when he saw Alice. Manfred said you weren't expected until four. Didn't the B-men stop for lunch? Max rolled his eyes. Fred, meet Alice. Alice, meet Fred. You'll have to excuse his non-secret... God, I need a fucking thesaurus. <laughs> Seconders? S-E-Q-U-I-T-U-R-S. Yeah, non-sequitur. Is it sequiturs? I've never seen this fucking word before. What does it mean? That is I've heard it. Question. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm yeah, no, I think it means it does on. not follow, right? Like a non-sequitur. It's like if I tell you a joke and then you just don't laugh and talk about it. Like if you say something out of left field, that's like a non sequitur, right? Like we can be talking about Alice. Oh yeah, so a sequitur oh, is okay. the conclusion of an inference. So if it's a non sequitur, like they didn't, yeah, they didn't understand it. That's such a big fucking word though. It, isn't that an easier smart. word? No, she's she smart. Is smart. Or, or she just right clicked, it's fine. I mean, I, I read it. fantasies with, with, with smaller language pool. I'm learning a lot, sure, but Lord Jesus, it's about to be hooked on phonics here in a minute. Mm -hmm. The poor boy never learned how to properly introduce himself. Fred extended his hand and Alice took it. <coughs> Sorry, I had to die on the mic. I'm pleased to meet you, Fred. And she genuinely was. There was something guileless about him that inspired trust despite him standing there in that ice cream suit, a member of this godforsaken household. Fred smiled, his eyes flitting tactfully away from the scar that slashed across Alice's face. Likewise, let's get you to the kitchen. You must be starving. She was. She followed Fred through one long hall and then another until she arrived at the kitchen at the back of the house. Max followed, shouting protestations that Cook wouldn't like it, which Alice and Fred decisively ignored. Fred opened the icebox and began rummaging noisily until his arms are full of cold ham, pickles, cheese, and a couple of cream sodas. There's always a little something in here. Max frowned. Cook could have plans for that. The larder's fully stocked. She'll be all right. Fred found a loaf of bread and began slicing it. Things are a little primeval. Prim. Prime. Prime. What? Prime. I know I said it right, but my brain is literally like, that's not how you say it. My brain is trying to force me to say it the wrong way. I hate, I hate my life right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here like, okay, the little primeval, right? That's yeah. how it's said. But my brain is like primeval. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it I think it it's because you want to say something like medieval or something. That's not Maybe. No. That's why, like... I, my brain stuttered because I was so lost for a minute. God, it's just forever be primival. I don't care anymore. You're you're that person that would go back and change your answers on tests, weren't you? Mm-mm. I bet you were, no. Mm -mm. No, once I selected it, I selected it. I was straight. Either it's wrong or it's right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care. Um, 
The icebox, the icebox is brand new, and I tell you, it took ages to convince Dad to get one. The old man hates change. Alice watched Fred throw sandwiches together with a practiced hand, unworried about the white linen suit he wore. How old is Mr. Wintersberry? Like I'm sitting here, look, like the way that these these B men are described in their in their pinstripe suits and how they're like, I guess, portraying themselves. All I see is like old school mobsters. Yeah. With their little bowler hats. Yeah. Yeah. Max laughed. If you're worried about the old man getting handsy with you, you don't have to worry. Fred bit his lip. Alice frowned, but he's marrying me. Max snorted. Will you be disappointed if the old man never shows an interest in, how would your people put it, plowing your field? What? How did we get here? <laughs> what? Wait, how old is this one? I think he's, he's older than Alice. Oh, Okay. Yeah. That's why she hasn't hit him yet. Yeah, I may be. (laughs) You know, I'm just, I'm so confusion. No, 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 I'm not talking about the Bee King. I'm talking about with Frank. What, who's this? Fred. Fred and Max. Yeah. Who's, okay. Somebody explain to me who Fred and Max are. So I think Max is her stepson because he's the Bee King's daddy. Or he's not the Bee King's daddy. He's the Bee, he's the daddy's son. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck Fred is. Fred's a brother. He's the one that just talked about. So he's also the son. Younger Uh, brother. Younger brother. Oh, okay. They're they're brothers. Okay, because that wasn't. I don't know. There's no age. Are these like kids? I don't think so. Alice said Max looked older than her by like a decade. Oh. Yeah, so when when I read it, I was thinking he's in like his 30s, maybe like early 30s. And Fred's like late 20s, early 30s, somewhere in there. That's that's what I got from when oh, I was reading so it. Oh, so they're yeah, so they're talking about their dad plowing her, but not because they're saying he doesn't want to. Yeah, apparently he don't even want to put the tip in. Got it. Max Fred's voice was low and mortified. That's not how we'd put it. And no, I'd just be as happy that he didn't. Her hands had clenched back up to fists. His face was begging for a beating, but her curiosity was standing in the way. She ain't gonna hit him. I don't know why she keeps trying to bluster herself through it. She he ain't a kid. She only beat up children. Yeah. I just don't understand why he'd be so eager to marry someone sight unseen. If it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that, Max echoed in a whiny falsetto. The beeman definitely <laughs> found a virgin this time. Thump. Fred stabbed oh. the knife. Yeah, there's a there's an onomatopoeia. Ugh. Fred stabbed the knife into the cutting board, glaring at his brother. Would you shut up for once in your life? All she's been, after all she's been through, after all she will go through, you can show a little respect if you had any in you. After all she's been through, Max mimicked, who are you, my mother? He rolled his eyes and stalked out of the kitchen. Fred glared at his brother's retreating back. Of all the stupid, selfish, ungrateful, what did he mean after all I will go through? Fred dropped his gaze to the bread as he was buttering. That's not for me to say. If I'm deserving of respect, surely I'm deserving of honesty, too. You're deserving of a sandwich here. Whew, that's a good deflection. Yeah. Always throw food at it. You got a question, throw food at it. It just shuts the brain off. I got to... Oh, I'm, open, I'm opening my, my, other, my other beer. I got to put it in my special case. He dropped hers onto a plate and thrust it towards her. I I can't tell you what I don't know. Alice thought, you're not full brothers, are you? 
spreads eyes widen in false astonishment. How on earth did you guess? He said they found a virgin this time. How many wives have there been? Fred's face grew drawn. News doesn't travel to your island much, does it? How many have there been, Fred? Her throat felt dry. He blinked rapidly. I don't know. He looked down at his plate. Five that I can remember. And how did they die? They were dead. They had to be. Fred wouldn't look like that if they just left on their own two legs. You really ought to eat that sandwich. You really ought to tell me what I'm getting into here. Fred cleared his throat. You look like a smart girl. I think you've thrown my brother off his game just a little bit. He's usually sharper than this. He took a deep breath considering her. What you should know about me, Alice, is that I'm a coward. I live here. I do my best. That's all I can do. What's that supposed to mean? The more he spoke, the deeper her confusion burrowed. (sighs) What's he saying? Fred drummed his fingers on the countertop in an anxious tattoo. I just remembered I have something I must attend to. Mrs. Fitch will be along in a minute to see you to your room. He turned and walked out, leaving her alone in the cavernous old kitchen. She took a bite of her sandwich, considering the possibilities. Maybe it wasn't terrible. Maybe he was just an eccentric old man who wanted his feet rubbed and his pipe fetched. If that was the case, why didn't he just hire a servant? Why a bride? And how many had there been? What exactly had happened to them? Miss Alice, I presume? Alice jumped at the raspy old voice that interrupted her thoughts. An old woman stood in the doorway of the kitchen, hands clasped behind her as if she were hiding something. How long has she been standing there? Alice had the unsettling feeling that she had been watching her for some time. You presume correctly. I'm sorry, what? What is she presuming correctly? Oh, is that her responding? (coughs) There was so much introspection that I forgot who was talking. (laughs) Did the old woman have to stare like that? Very good. I'm Mrs. Fitch. Follow me. She turned and left the kitchen. Alice following while stuffing the last of her sandwich into her mouth. I need to eat like her. Like, I need to take some tips from her because she ate that sandwich in like uh, two paragraphs. It's a really good Reuben, okay? You just stuff it in your mouth because it tastes so good. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. She turned and left the kitchen. Alice following while stuffing the last of her sandwich into her mouth. Worried or not, it was a delicious sandwich. Fred knew what he was doing. You're to dress for dinner, which will begin at 7 o'clock sharp. The house is extensive, so I shall come to your room at 6.45 to escort you. Do not go poking around. You may visit the library, the conservatory, and the drawing room and the ballroom, but the lion's share of the house is private. Do not speak to any of the staff besides myself and do not under any circumstances. She whirled the face, Alice, her eyebrows pulling together like two very severe caterpillars. Leave the house after dark. Why? Alice couldn't think of any reason why she'd want to, but the old lady's admonition, yeah, admonition, why is my brain going dumb? made her curious in fact it would it made her want to go just to see and see this is how horror movies start you always got that one friend that's like it can't be that bad hello and then they get like their head cut off or something like she just it apparently her daddy didn't beat her enough because common sense is not growing in her garden Mm. (laughs) wait i lost my spot wait what happened i don't know what happened what was so funny? Just used your face. My face? What about it? It was it was just doing things. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. I'll just turn my fucking camera off. <laughs> it's a compliment. She meant your face looked like Sarah's eye. Okay. Oh. Huh? Oh. Oh. Compliment. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> that hurt my feelings. You know what? We're just gonna make it simple. That hurt. That hurt my feelings. Bye.
Wait, what is this button? This is not my camera. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh my god, just bitch, just read. Bitch, I'm reading. I'm reading. Boom. There we Damn. Fine. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna download this. Wait, what is happening right now? Hi, save image. Okay, we're just hold on. We're I don't know what's going on anymore. Okay. You need to just read. I am reading. Don't don't rush me. Okay. The grounds are dangerous, Mrs. Fitch replied. If you disregard this rule, you'll find out very quickly why it is in place. She smiled, showing a crooked line of yellow teeth, and by then it'll be too late. She spun back around and resumed her brisk pace through the hall up curving staircase, up the curving staircase to a little room drowning in pink frills. Alice took in the narrow bed with his pink bed spread, the dolls lined in the cabinet, the dollhouse set in one corner. Oh, creepy. Yeah, this was a bedroom for a little girl, not for someone soon to become the lady of the house. I'm sure you'll find your room quite comfortable, Mrs. Fitch said. If you need anything, ring the bell. She indicated a large pink tassel hanging near the bed, and I will attend to you. Alice opened her mouth to ask one of the thousand questions in her head, but before she could settle on one, Mrs. Finch was gone. The door closed firmly behind her. She turned and took in the room once more. It smelled of dust and something dark that didn't have a name. Okay, so we... I don't think I'm going to make it to, to six more chapters because it feels like the chapters are getting longer. So I'm going to stop chapter, here. What, what chapter are we on? Chapter nine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Okay, I think so that creepy room, I mean, we're all like, what the fuck? But he, they did show up on the island asking for 12-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Ew. But okay, here's another thing. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. So the the brothers were like, listen, he's not going to want to plow you. He's got no interest. Then is it as shocking or bad? Like, I don't know what, what is in store for them. And I don't like children involved with all this uncertainty. But if he's not, if it's not like a sexual thing and she's just going to be like a princess in waiting, I mean... No, okay, I'm gonna stop talking. Yeah, Today's I don't just I'm gonna stop talking. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I don't know either. Like I'm definitely curious, right? Because since there is a whole bunch of, you know, Peter Peter Peterness, right? Yeah. Like it makes me curious. I can also understand from the time though too, things were treated a lot differently back then. There wasn't really like the the uh eh, the age of consent yeah there you go that word i mean um, like people weren't taking 12 year olds unless they were like on some compound i mean maybe i don't know i'm not i'm not a historian jackie historian did that happen if they were not yet of mature age as far as like actually being able to reproduce they weren't taking them unless they're from afghanistan Oh, oh so that so so that meant like they had to have their period. Yeah. Um, but also, wasn't it? Didn't women like a hundred years ago not begin their periods till they were fifteen or sixteen? Like that's been something more recent, right? Yeah. Like it's only more recently yeah. that periods started earlier. Yeah, it's all the hormones in the milk. That was or out so, there, or so organic. the says. <laughs> Well, that wasn't that like the thing back then. Yeah. Like, because yeah, they're, they're saying cows, the hormones. Yeah, they're saying the 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 growth hormones in cows, and it's not just in the milk; it's in the beef as well. That's what they yeah, say. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I know where my beef comes from, and I know that David Davis does not do the hormones. <laughs> I'm going to have to look into that then, so I can be like, hey, I guess we're going to go try and go vegan again for the fifth time in our lifetimes married to me. So I do know that, like, um, if you look back at statistics throughout history, it yeah. is a myth that they were, like, marrying off in regard to, like, you're going to consummate tonight that young like they would yeah. betroth to like link families and stuff but they weren't getting married till they were later teens i think 17 16 17 18 yeah because they had to wait until the girl actually started her period because before that it didn't make any sense she couldn't and, provide an heir or yeah and also it's all about all god's watching and god doesn't want you doing that unless you're trying to make a baby yeah Everything else is fornication. So why does the Bee King want these 12-year-olds? I don't know. Maybe he wants something pliable? But... <laughs> that, can, that come out oh. wrong? I don't know. I'm just... I'm just... I'm like, kids, uh. kids are just... They're evil little goblins. But then they're also, like, the most conforming creatures. Right, like, emotionally manipulated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah! What the fuck did you think I meant? Like... Yeah, we're talking about sex here, okay? No! What? Oh my god! No! That's why we had that same reaction. Yep. Oh my god, no! No, I couldn't. I could not. Okay, no, so having read ahead in the book, I will say, so like all the really awful stuff, as far as like child like sex trafficking and all, I mean, it's in the background, right? But it's all like it's all in the yeah. beginning in, in the Oxenby Island, right? That stuff's kind of behind it. I will say one thing I really enjoyed about the book, without spoiling anything, hopefully, is it's. Uh, I felt like it was really empowering by the time you get to the end of the book, and there's traces of liberation in there. So as far as any like yucky like child sexual trafficking going on, that's been mentioned. That's over. And by the end of the book, it's actually very like. Oh, what's the word? Cathartic, right? So it gets very cathartic. Okay. Gets, I really enjoyed it. You know, quite frankly, by the end of it, it was like, hell yes. Uh, but it's kind of... Oh, don't get us wrong. We are yeah, enjoying yeah. this. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Like, I just, I can't do six chapters tonight because I'll start to nitpick because there's little things that are starting to bother me as a reader. Yeah, she's... A, oh, hello. Oh, we lost Jackie. Well, Jackie, bye. Jackie didn't mean to go bye, but she went bye. Um, I, so when you say empowerment and the growth there, does that mean that Alice will eventually upgrade to beating on adults and not just children? Yeah, she starts beating on adults pretty good. So actually, I, Okay, that, I mean, you know what? I'm hoping that for her. And, her and you know what? Yes. It is some of like the most like, it is like when you see the comeuppance happening, you are like, hell yeah, it's like fuck yeah moment. So it's great. It's great, actually. Okay. Okay. All right. We just got to stick with Alice. She's going to, okay, so she's in her like Feyre era right now, but she's going to come out as like High Lady soon. That would be nice. Yeah. That, that's that's what, I, I think that's what's starting to bother me is it's, it's that, that weird set in. We're we're almost thirty percent through the book, and there's no change yet. Hmm. So 
I mean, I, it, I'm i blaming fantasy right now because that's what I'm reading. So it's either super strong FMC from Jump or yeah. it's like what happened with, with the Black Witch Saga where I cried because I, I couldn't, I didn't want to read it anymore because after four books, Ellerin was still weak. And she's supposed to be this yeah. super omnipotent being. And I'm just kind of like, Ew, at that point. Ew. Okay, so I will say, so. I mean, I don't know when it comes to Alice, I don't know that she changes so much as hones herself, is what I would say. Like, that's what, what you look forward to her. It's not so much that she has some kind of fundamental shift, it's that she figures out how to use who she is in a better manner. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it, it's a little different. It's a, Zelda takes him in kind of a different different you know different direction but again it, it we were actually i was talking with her and we were trying to figure out she's like well is this like ya literature what is it and i think it's more like i would say it's young adult but very mature themes but there's not it's in a it's 100 yeah. percent in a i don't think this is ya at all this is new oh, adult. that's fair wait was this is this supposed to be ya Wait, I don't know. Is is it supposed to be YA? I, I think if it's YA, I think it's it's incorrectly. Done. Yeah, no, I think and because YA and A those are not usually books I read, um, and so I was asking her like, what would this be? And I was trying. I told her, well, if it is YA, I think it's a very like mature themed. I think NA is probably the better choice. You're right there. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I've just I've been stuck on very boring books recently. But. Yeah, I would say NA. Yeah, because this is more this is more than than YA. This is uh, rather advanced, not just in not just in like what's been talked about or brought up off screen, but how it's been written by itself on top of because young adults, what sixteen to eighteen, fifteen to eighteen, nineteen, somewhere in there. Yeah, probably. So you have you have the talk of of, of Peter Peepees, right? Then you have, and even though it's all off screen for the most part, there's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Mel? There's like the, the, it's in the background that makes it new adult for me. It's what's in the, the, background? the, the tone, the tone of the writing, the theme the of the theme? writing. Yeah, maybe. I don't the know. Theme? Is it the theme? Yeah, well, because the theme is, is kind of dark and definitely more mature in the yeah. sense of, I mean, teenagers shouldn't be having to deal with human trafficking does it happen yeah yeah Yeah. and she likes to abuse little kids too so you know i think that that's that also kind of puts it in a for me but yeah i think just like bridget cleary i think is in a so um yeah i think this is this is definitely new adult probably not YA at all yeah that's fair and i like i said i've been reading some pretty boring stuff lately and i don't mean her book is boring i mean Usually, I've been reading things like political books and whatever, so boring stuff. So I, I personally appreciate the clarification oh with NA and YA because I didn't really know the difference. Oh yeah, yeah. So when you have the like adult is that sort of late twenties up, right? Because we don't have like the book elder genre or anything. It's that where it's catering. You're going to have more adult characters. Um, oh, Jackie just. She her internet in the hotel freaked out. Yeah, so like your your general adult 
literature is going to be that where you can have characters ranging from, you know, 29 up, your protagonist. New adult is new to the game in terms of genre to sort of offset that young adult surge that has happened where I, I believe young adult is supposed to be like 16 to 18, but I have seen it with like 19, 20, even 21 because they're pushing it a little bit because they're using like college as this young adult. Um, But anything below, I believe 15 is supposed to be, uh, you know, your mid grade. Yeah. So, and it also doesn't really matter on the content of it per se. It's how the protagonist, the age of that group or multiple protagonists um, interact with that content. So it could be sex trafficking in a YA, but I don't think it's going to be portrayed as it is here. And also, uh, Alice is what, like 20 something? 19, I think. 19? Okay. Okay, yeah. And But she's also taken on like that mother figure too. Yeah. So the theme, the theme alone in the way, in the way that it's written, like the way that it's structured, screams new adult to me versus YA. Like YA is like really simple prose simple structure um you like you'll have like your large words here or there but it's it's to keep the audience from being like oh let me pop up the dictionary whereas this one uses really big words like a queasy yeah like a queasy and horse do-overs yeah and horse do-overs and terrifically yeah and terrifically (laughs) um but it's it's the the way the like non sequitur. Like I see that sometimes. Like no, actually, I don't think I've seen that. Sequitur. And I read, yeah, and I read some pretty chonky adult fantasy. Like I don't think I've seen that word used. Yeah, that one was a, and I have a pretty extensive vocabulary. And that one, I'm like, I know I've heard that, but I I couldn't pull it into context. Yeah, so that's why it screamed new adult to me because the the language isn't isn't for a ch- like a 15 year old to read and be able to process yeah yeah, um, yeah that makes sense. so that's that's why i think this is probably more na than ya we declared it even if matilda's like no it's YA. we're like Haha, no it's not <laughs> every time we talk about it we're just like the b king na and she's like no it's why we're like Shh. yeah it's it, the, it's the flat butts I still haven't um, figured out how it's relevant yet, but we still got some ways to go in the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we're going to be starting off next time at chapter nine. Hopefully these chapters are a little shorter like they were in the beginning, which is why I was able to blow through the chapters like that. Yeah. Um, But if they potentially grow in, in length, then it'll probably just be through chapters. That's fair. We can probably do it by page too. How many pages? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Carlos, I want to thank you for joining us, and you yeah, are yeah, more yeah. than welcome to join us during the next recording of this. And hopefully, before then, my internet will be fixed, um, so I can actually start cutting some of these clips and posting them. Um, but I mean, yeah. you could always come over to my house, you know, because I'm right down the street, and just use my internet. I know. And we can drink. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. Maybe, okay. yeah, you know what, maybe this weekend. Because I got to okay. put something out. Okay, we can do it tomorrow. I'll come show up at your house at 10 in the morning. We'll go get Starbucks and then 
come sit downstairs. Yay. Nothing bad ever happens when you're in front of a computer and drinking. That's not true. <laughs> Sorry. Carlos, like, you, did, you didn't hear the sarcasm? <laughs> I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm such She's a like, slow no, person. Bro. Yeah. I was, I'm just a slow person. Like, if I can't see your face, I'm just like, oh, I know my camera won't turn I'm just going to take everything. I was like, I'm just going to take fine. everything at face value. That's fine. Um, there, there's no embarrassment in my side of the world. Okay. So, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for hanging out with, uh, with me while, while I read and, and butcher things in, in Bama. Oh, Bama. Thank you. No, it was, it was, I had fun. Thank you, people. It would probably have like what two or three more. Uh, probably three or four, because we're okay. not even halfway. So we'll probably hit halfway next week, maybe. Yeah, but the okay. chapters seem really long. So, um, and Dana, no, and, no, and I ended it early because you know how I am as a reader, and if something stands out to me, then I hyper fixate on it because now it's brought to my attention. And then the stumbling and the mumbling and the bama just heightens. Yeah, so I wanted to give myself a breather so that I can actually process what I read and brain dump what bothered me as a reader. Like I'm doing with this fantasy I'm reading right now. I'm, I'm so close to Dean. I'm so close to Dean. I think this hoe. Wait, is this the one that yep. you just bought? Oh, yep. no. So close. So, so close. The one so, you paid so like $30 Yeah, for? so, so fucking close. To, it just, there's so many plots and not a single plot is completed before another plot is introduced. It is just a big pie chart. And it is pissing me off. Oh. Yeah. Like, it's great. It's beautifully written. Like, I love the FMC. The FMC is, she is just a dick. And it's great. But I don't care about Billy Bob Jean's plot and her storyline from three years ago when you still haven't answered my question. Like, why are you so powerful? Why do you have a bond with old boy? Are y'all going to fuck? Can we can we go somewhere with this before you start introducing the stable master next to Billy Bob Jean down the street? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. I'm about to DNF it because there's so much going on and it's not giving me any focus and that beautiful writing or not, I'm going to, I won't review it, but it'll definitely go on my DNF shelf. Maybe when I'm shit faced, I'll try and read it again and maybe it'll be cool then, but I don't know. That would be great. You're, you're drunk and you pick it up and you're like, oh my God, this is the best book ever. Five stars. <laughs> Her review is just raving. Yeah. And then I have to clip this to post it to be like, hey, do you remember? Do you remember this? <laughs> Carlos, what's the last book you just DNF'd? Or have oh, you? geez. No, the last one I DNF'd. You know, again, I'm not like on a political kick, right? There's this book called The Open mm -hmm. Veins of Latin America. It is, it's like okay. a seminal work when it comes to like Latin American, like the history of the Latin American left, it is an incredible book all about how the continent was plundered, right, and all the wealth went to Europe and yeah. links it back to present day powers, whatever. But it was just too depressing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, look, I, I work in a depressing oh, place. Oh. Like, I'm, I'm personally depressed. Let's just put this book down and I'll come back to it maybe never. And, 
<laughs> Maybe never. <laughs> and I've run extra from, so, from it over the years. But yeah, the whole thing, I was just like, you know what? It's making me sad. Like, this is not good for my mental health. <laughs> I don't need this type of negativity in my life. That's exactly right. Like, I re- no, I respect that. Yeah, I that's respectable. It's like, you know, I'm on Twitter. Actually, like, there is enough, enough toxicity for, like, my entire life. Like, I don't need any more, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I Twitter's accessible. I'd rather be on Reddit. Reddit can be nice, actually, because, like, you can, <laughs> you know, filter what you want, right? You, you join your communities, everyone else, like, that doesn't matter. Unless you're on our fantasy, that, that, that subreddit is a complete cesspool of oh. trolls. It is so bad and so toxic. Like, if you hate Brandon Sanderson and you make it known in that, in that community, when I tell you you think Twitter's bad... Mm. They will know they where have, you live by yeah, the end of it. Go to kill yourself. We'll watch people just mailing like poison to your house. You're so damn dumb. I don't think <laughs> it's not 4chan. No, but it's Twitter is all about it's social media. So people are like, oh, give pick me, give me attention, do all this. That's why I just yeah. like, oh, you feed drama, block. Yeah, I don't care. But you got to be careful blocking because then you're silencing people. I wish, I wish. I'm sorry, Carlos. Hi, my name is A. I am a very uh, prolific swear, which completely bypasses uh, the religion that I am, which is kind of funny. Uh, Go for it. So, uh, fuck them. Fuck people who emotion clout. Yeah. Fuck people like that because they have no true understanding of what it's like to be discriminated against because of the color of your fucking skin. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm white presenting, but do you know what it's fucking like to be discriminated against by both sides of your fucking race? No, you don't. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Damn. I hate Damn. that shit. You don't know what that shit's like. Shut the fuck up and take your emotion clout elsewhere. Better yet, go fuck a stick. Jackie's like blocked out entirely. <laughs> she can't get that kid, so we'll just close this out. Uh, get some editing done, and then Carlos, we would love to have you back again because your insight, having read this, but also forgetting ninety percent of it, is it's just, fantastic. It's just I feel so bad because I, I read it. I liked it. Why? I like remember the big themes, and it's not that I don't like Zelda's work because I again I usually don't read like YA and a not my genre at all. But I liked this, but I read it so quickly, and like we, I got little kids. We got a million things going on at the house. Oh, like, you don't have to apologize. No, I never apologize. And have the most raving review and give it five stars and like peer pressure everyone around me into reading it and, and should forget about come, it. Yeah, you come at me a week later, like, oh, what's this book about? I'm like, unless know. unless it's transcendence. Transcendence, she can tell you. I yeah, just like I can I tell, can tell you because I can't stand you for that book still. That's it's, that book. Okay, listen, I was going to talk about these. This book, the, okay, the, my two favorite books right now. I am just absolutely flawed by them, floored. <laughs> they have what you were talking about before about just being depressed, right? If these two books, it's Transcendence by Shay Savage. And then um, Mayfly by C.J. Lead. Lead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who friended me on Goodreads. So I, I saw wanna, that. I just want to point that out. Okay. 
these two books, I love them. But the thing is, the endings are so fucking depressing that if they happened even like a chapter earlier, I would have DNF'd. Because I don't <laughs> think I could have emotionally recovered to finish that. But because they ended it with it, I'm like, amazing. Oh, my God. Best yeah. book ever. All right. <laughs> Let me close this out. Uh, we will be continuing Reads with A on the next episode. We will also do a what had happened was, even though these will be episodes that you could listen to in order, but we do it for you. Okay. So if you don't want to listen to all of them, we're going to do it. Thank you again, everyone. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you to my lovely co-host, Jackie, who just fucking peaced out because she's in backwoods, North Carolina for work right now. And that hotel's internet was snow. Fuck you. So we'll try again the next time. And uh, if Carlos is available, we will definitely send you an invite as well and see who else we can get on for the next one. Thank you. Shit's about to go down, it feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Goodbye.